Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patent process on to their own clients. And we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So... Stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it. All right, rock stars, welcome back to Agency Rock Stars. I'm your host, Dan. I'm the MC from the stage, and joining me on that stage is yet another rock star. Uh, her name is Priscilla McKinney, and she is the CEO and founder of Little Bird Marketing. And if that wasn't enough, she also is a slightly annoying truth teller in her LinkedIn bio. So we're going to get into that and find out why that is. But Priscilla, welcome to the show, first of all. Dan, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be fun. I can already tell you're giving me a hard time, so it's going to be great. <laughs> right? You got to have a little bit of fun in the winter, right, as we're recording this. Anyway, um, so I, I'd love to know more about how you got into the agency world. As I was doing my research, Priscilla, I saw that you've got a background of banking, market research, uh, cultural anthropology. Like You must have an amazing background. So let's get into how did you get into running an agency, if you would. Well, I think in some ways it was destined to be in other ways. It's like, what, how did that happen? And I think there are a lot of entrepreneurs who feel that way, but uh, a small background is that I did grow up overseas. So I lived in a third culture. And uh, then when I moved back to the U S I really took jobs that actually paid the bills and put me through school. So there wasn't really a lot of, you know, choosing at that point, but uh, naturally I fell into really being very interested in how humans behave, which obviously comes from my experience growing up in a different culture. And then also, you know, coming and getting a degree in cultural anthropology. I do like to refer to myself as a marketing anthropologist. Mm -hmm. And I think what I'm interested in is how do we as humans agree to interact How do we agree to um, certain messages? How do we agree to certain norms? How are we going to interact with advertising, marketing, digital, you know, uh, cues, et cetera? And I find that very interesting. And so the social science of it really led me to finally realizing that I really enjoyed talking to business owners about marketing and about how to bring the behaviors about in consumers that they needed to happen for the growth of their business. Yeah. And it, I mean, it is, it's fascinating to get people to do what you want them to do without being sneaky, but understanding that anthropology is so cool. So why then run an agency rather than just use that, you know, at another business, maybe at a, at a big firm, why have a little bird marketing? Well, I guess we could say, I like being the boss and I like for other people to do what I say. <laughs> Can go. we make that the easy answer? hundred percent. Absolutely. Uh, you- <laughs> You know, I think I just have my own interesting way of going about doing business. And I certainly wasn't opposed to working for someone. I had some great bosses in the past. But in the absence of really a a very dynamic place to work, I just didn't wait around for someone else to make it for me. I made my own magic and decided that there was a vision that I had. And let's just see, let, let's see if we can make something of it. And, and we certainly have. We've had our, our challenges. I think um, the biggest issue for me, um, just about a year and a half into owning the agency, I stood on the sidewalk and watched it burn to the ground. 
And I just had to give it a complete fresh start. And, you know, I've been through the fire and that is not a metaphor for me. (laughs) And, um, and so I've had the, the stunning discomfort of getting to start again. And in that discomfort, you really think through what you intended to do at the beginning. And so I got like almost a second start at it very early in the game. And for that, I really, I really always will be grateful. What an amazing perspective to have, you know, and so two things, number one, an amazing perspective to have, like to have that be, to have you see that as an opportunity rather than like, Oh, I guess I'm out. But also the idea that, you know, so many people say, I've heard it said anyway, let's just burn it to the ground and start over. And very metaphorically, you literally walked through that. Priscilla, that's incredible. What a story. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that uh, there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who it would would honestly see that that really was a gift. Mm-hmm. You know, few people will walk away, but I think truly you do have to understand that you're getting a chance. Now, there was a few things I didn't quite set up right. And let, let OK, now let's be more true to the vision. Let's let's really let's let, let's really put everything I have in this basket. And it was just such a nice opportunity to do that again. I don't want to go back to that. It was very difficult. <laughs> Um, but I definitely appreciate it. And that being in the rear view mirror is very nice. (laughs) Sure. So Priscilla, after, after that happened, how did you turn that around and scale and grow over the years since then? What does that look like? Yeah, well, I do remember, and I, I'm not trying to be catty or anything, but I was very seriously made fun of in this area. I'm working in the Midwest, even though I didn't grow up here and I, um, you know, but I work in the Midwest and I was very much chided for even this notion that I could make a mark with a digital agency. At that point, you know, a lot of companies weren't even doing social media and certainly agencies were not doing social media for other companies. And when I said, yeah, I'm just going to be a digital agency. I'm going to, I had, you know, some good retainers for to handle social media for clients. And that was very, very new in this area. I'm not saying it was new in the U S but, you know, people here laughed at it and were just like, you know, if you don't put, you know, uh, print in the newspaper, if you're not an agency that is, you know, constantly, you know, putting TV commercials out, then you'll never make it. And I just thought, you know, that's interesting. And that's an interesting story that you have and an interesting narrative, but I'm just not really interested in, in listening to it. And I'm not saying that I'm clairvoyant or whatever. I just followed a gut that uh, instinct that I had. And I thought, you know what, that's interesting. And that may be true, but I don't want to have that kind of agency. So even if I can't make it, I still don't want to make it the way you're talking. So at least I could give it a go. So I really moved into the digital marketing space. And I I love that that you have that, I don't know if it's the courage, if it's just the foresight, but like you don't want to make it on their rules on their platform. You want to, you want to either make it or not make it with your rules. That's uh, yeah, I admire really, I admire that. You really have to be okay with not making it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> because it's very possible too. And, and, you know, you, you have to just really get in touch with that possibility. Yeah. Well, so speaking of making it, it sounds like you are, you are making it. Maybe you haven't considered yourself hasn't made it yet, but you're making it. You're a rock star in the agency world. Um, let's share, a, a, have a little story time. Share with me, if you would, and the listeners, a favorite story of yours that highlights how you've helped your clients over the years. What's a big win that you love to tell? 
Oh gosh, you know, I, I'll tell you something a little bit that's that's fresh out of the oven for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I mentioned already that you know I had I watched my studio burn to the ground. I feel like I've really been through a real difficulty. That actually came three weeks after our town had an F five tornado, and we lost about thirty five percent of our town in twenty two minutes. And then it was three weeks later that I lost my my uh, studio. And so I lived in a community that very much pulled together and basically had the mentality of do everything you can for everybody you can for as long as you can and as much as you can. And we really helped each other. And I didn't, I was helping clients and I didn't know that three weeks later, I would be the recipient of that, mm. you know? And so we all banded together. Well, when the global pandemic hit, I mean, I was actually speaking at a conference in Amsterdam and of course it interrupted all of our lives. And so I come home, I had a couple of other trips locally real quick until we all realized, oh my gosh, we're grounded, you know? And I saw in the market research industry, a lot of people starting to freak out. And that's just the industry that I serve most often. And so I'm very close. I have a lot of very respected colleagues there. I, I think it's a wonderful industry. And I saw all of a sudden a lot of that uh, freak out. And, and I immediately just went into, I, I did a couple of videos. I posted a couple of videos on LinkedIn and just said, guys, it's okay. We're going to be okay. And I just kind of spoke from that knowledge that I had. I, I kind of get emotional thinking about it, but I just, you know, I, I was telling them, look, this is disruption. There's, this is going to cause opportunity. It's also, it, it's going to be okay. We're going to work together and it's only going to be together. It's only going to be okay if we work together. And so I started laying out some ground rules and I started doing like interesting and fun and uh, uh, contests and things like this that were just, everybody used the hashtag always be helping. And it just started sparking the stuff. And I got it started getting connected with people saying, how could you help this person? How could you help this client? Like, forget the money guys. Let's just all get helpful. And that really, I just, you know, I did that naturally and I really, really did it out of a genuine care, but also was because that industry had been very good to me. And I felt like it was an immediate way I could pay it back. And since that time, I mean, I have increased my influence in that industry, you know, a hundred fold. And you could look back and say, oh, well, that's why you did it. I didn't, but that's how it pays out. And so for me, that's a, that's to me is a huge win because now I feel like my, the truth that I had that I really did want to help, I got the opportunity to do it. And so I'm very, very grateful for that opportunity because not everybody gets the opportunity to really shine for who they really are. And I, I think that was so wonderful and it's already paying back. So many of my clients are appreciative, but also I gave free consulting and free services to so many people that weren't my client, but now they reach back. And even if it's just a, you know, a warm hello or a great connection, they're always doing it for me. Yeah. So I'm reminded the book that I read, uh, the go giver, uh, is at, like, you're living that, which is amazing. Um, I'm very much moved. I knew we'd be kindred spirits, like reading your bio and stuff. I thought this is a human after my own heart. Um, but the fact that always be helping, that's a, a mantra that I've had over the years, especially in marketing, like do that helpful thing. So, and, and you talked about that in your hometown, like just Priscilla, amazing. I love that perspective. Now, speaking of helping on the flip side, what kind of pain points right now with your clients are you helping solve? What's the biggest pain point in the industry today? Hmm. Well, I think there is still a lot of disruption going on about digital transformation. 
And I think a lot of people hear those words and they think they know what those words are, but that those words mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And business owners, small to large, are struggling to understand how does this fit into our day-to-day? Does this affect our marketing? Does this affect our operations? Does it affect, you know, the way our work from home, you know, uh, group, you know, is able to flourish? They're just very concerned that they are missing the boat about what's going on digitally. And while people may say, well, we kind of went digital with messages or we're online or we have blogs or, but even with all those things, like all of the parts, they still, the pain point is still that they haven't figured out how to make them all work together. So they have a blog over here. They have a social media post over here. They have, you know, a website over here. They have a conference over here. They they have all these, you know, different pieces, but I think the biggest pain point out there is yes, but what is the system? How are we going to get them to work together? They're not just things off of a checklist to get done in marketing. They have to work together. And that, that automation has to be meaningful. And like you say, you know, from the beginning here, it has to be helpful. It has to be helpful in order to have value to the, the end user. And when you talk about the that that world, those pain points that you're solving for, Priscilla, is I wrote I wrote down system, strategy, and tools. Mm-hmm. Like what, where do you start with someone? Do you start with talking about a strategy? Do you start with the tools that they have available? Do you start with building a system? Where do you start at Little Bird? Well, we have an IP that's called SOAR and I've worked a lot of years to develop this, but it's S-O-A-R and anybody who don't even work with us, crib this from me right here. <laughs> I don't care what you use, but you have to, if you want your company to grow, you absolutely have to SOAR and that's first strategy first, S. The next one is O, organized. Then A is accountable and R is repeatable. So you have to get those four things done with your marketing plan, but I'm telling you, you have to get them done in that order. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. So get the strategy done first. And then we say, well, this is the strategy we have. How do we organize that? And some people might say, okay, smart goals. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But what about the project management? Like, how do we digitally manage it? So what's the organization? Who's responsible for every tiny little piece, every checklist? How can we get that figured out? Once that's figured out, you know, inevitably, we get those two very, 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 very difficult things done. And then six months into a meeting, someone goes, oh, I have an idea. Da, 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 da. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's fine. <laughs> but we're going to hold that idea accountable to the strategy and to the organization. And if it cannot fit into the strategy and it cannot be organized, then we are going to say no to it. Mm. And then the last thing is it, ha- it we have to be able to measure it because we cannot repeat success if we don't know why it succeeded. And so, you know, a lot of people start with saying, I want you to measure this and measure this, Priscilla, and KPIs and OKRs and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you can't start with that. Yeah. You have to start with a strategy. So anybody who has a marketing plan, just take that and steal it from me. It's actually, you're not stealing when I give it to you. But right. think about anything you're about to do and say, is this at first and foremost strategic? Can I organize it? Can I hold these concepts accountable somehow? And then can I repeat that success once we have it? And that's when you begin to talk about tools and options kind of a thing. Exactly, um, exactly. How, how important is that two-letter word that you said that probably gives so many entrepreneurs anxiety, that word no? When it comes <laughs> to that strategy, how important is that? It is absolutely important. I can't believe that you're asking me this question because anybody who knows me would have wanted you to ask me that question. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair. Um, because I think a lot of times people think that marketing is doing this and doing this and saying yes to this and this opportunity and yes and yes and yes. I think really, really, really good marketing is saying no. 
and gaining the freedom to start saying no. Because when you start saying no to a many, many, many things, you start allowing the things that you start to actually get some traction. And I think what happens in marketing a lot is everybody says yes to everything. And so they just don't know what's working because they're not focused enough on any one thing. And I think if you have a really great system, it should give you the freedom to say no and walk away so that your efforts can really start pulling up in a meaningful way. Yeah. That, 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 that no gives us so much freedom to be more creative. It sounds like. Right. Absolutely. Because people think about that. It is about creativity. I love that you went there because people kind of think, oh, well, if you have a system that you must not be creative. Listen, we win all kinds of awards for being creative because guess what? We're not reinventing the wheel every time we turn around. We have a system. So the system gives us that freedom to go, well, wait, we know the system's going to work. So now we have all this beautiful free space in our minds because we're not reinventing the wheel every time we turn around. We're just spinning some wheels, right? And so by doing that, we have so much more brain space available to be able to dream and create. Uh, and, and and that is really the freedom. So the irony here is that with a, a, a deeper structure, a, a more codified system, that's when you dream, that's when you can have creativity. Yeah. Oh, so much, so much good stuff, Priscilla. Uh, this is absolutely so much fun. I've got, I've got one more question that I'm going to try. I'm going to stump you. I swear. Um, okay. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to try to jump. I'm not going to try to, but we'll see. Um, but I want to make sure everybody has a, a chance to connect with you with little bird marketing. Where do you send folks to make sure they can connect with you? Well, I really love to send folks to LinkedIn because I don't just collect connections like there's some kind of trade-in value at the end of this game. (laughs) I really try and connect with people, talk with them, see what they need. And I always respond on LinkedIn. Literally, if I didn't, it was the one crazy, you know, um, (laughs) mistake. (laughs) But when people reach out to me on LinkedIn, I'm like, well, what, why why should we talk? And how about we great, you know, grab 15 minutes and don't sell to anybody. You just talk. Let me hear about you. Let me hear, you can hear about me. And that's it. We kind of figure out how to make it meaningful. So I love it when people find me on LinkedIn and with a name like Priscilla McKinney, honestly, I'm very easy to find on there. So it's not, it's not too common of a name, Um, but definitely reach out to me there. I, I absolutely love to have meaningful conversations on that platform every day. Also, you can find me on Clubhouse at uh, little bird mama. And that's M O M M a. I love clubhouse. I love the getting to stages. I love pulling people up to the stage. I love hearing their questions. And, uh, I love that format. I'm kind of a little bit addicted to it right now, to be honest. <laughs> right on. Yeah. That's a, that's a new shiny object, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Okay. And then obviously your website, then also little bird marketing. So, uh, check out little bird marketing there. So Priscilla, is there anything over the years that you've either heard or advice that you've given that seems counterintuitive at first, but has a massive impact on business once it's embraced? You know, I, the, the phrase that always comes to mind for me to, to this is what my mom always said, which I know is a, a big proverb is, you know, plan your work and then work your plan. And the, I know you're saying, well, what have, that's not counterintuitive. Everybody knows that. But what's interesting about marketing is that I think that with marketing, people think just dive in, let's just try it. And I think that's about the worst advice. You know, I don't think you should just jump in and start doing a bunch of things. You really need to stop and say, I'm not going to do anything until I build a plan. And I'm going to build that plan and then I'll go execute it. But that feels horrible to marketers. That feels horrible to people who are in charge of revenue generation at their companies. <laughs> you know, they just like, oh my gosh, we're just do something, just do something. And so that, that advice of just do something 
I think is really bad advice. And I think instead of just try, just try something, I think it said, no, couldn't the opposite be true? Couldn't we try nothing and instead take a step back and really think about what might work? And at least, even if it doesn't work, at least we'll know we have tried that one thing correctly. And if we try that thing and it doesn't work, then guess what? Now it's off the table. Now we never have to come back to it and we can try the next thing. Yeah. And it feels like that fits really well into your SOAR acronym of strategy first. Don't just try anything, try this like strategy. So Priscilla, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being a part of uh, Agency Rockstars today. I I loved your story. Love the advice. Thanks. Okay. Well, don't make this the last time we talk, Dan. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for listening to the Agency Rockstars podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone shared to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you soon.